Just for the record, there's been an accident. Yeah. Yeah. Mama. Mama in this introduction, we tackle a question by Logan. Logan asks, I visited Turkey where I tried Iran. I also have been to Persian restaurants and tried Duk. Can you tell me what is the difference? Well, Duk is yogurt, water and salt. And Iran is water, salt and yogurt. Done. Let's move on to food. Welcome to Ask an Iranian. I'm your host, David, and I'm here with my co-host, Mohammed. Hi, I'm Mohammed. Our aim is to get you answers to your questions about Iran and Iranian culture, or at least find somebody who can. Yes, but we can also get you the Iranian take on things. Like if people who don't leave home are heroes, are people in prisons superheroes? In this episode, we're joined by the popular chef, food critic, and restaurateur, Farid. To his thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram, he is better known as Tehran Taster. The Tehran Taster sat with us to chat about Tehran's freshly found taste for international cuisine. During our discussion, we talk about the boom in restaurants catering to those hungry, hungry Tehranistas. And we also talk about what it takes to make it big as an influencer in Iran. More importantly, we wanted to test the Tehran Taster's taste testing skills. Yes, we asked Farid to join us in tasting varieties of the popular Iranian yogurt drink, Duk. Yay, another mukbang. No, no mukbang this time. So let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. Farid, welcome to Ask an Iranian. Salam alaikum, khosh amadid. Alaikum salam. Messi, mamnoon. Actually, I missed that. Somebody responding to salam alaikum with... I, I spent a lot of time in Dubai, so yeah. I get it from there. There you go. Nice so, to be with you guys. It's okay, great uh, to thanks be for with joining your audience us today. as well. Yeah, we've got an exciting episode ahead where we've, we're probably going to get interrupted by the delivery of some uh, kebab later on. And then uh, I'll save it. For now, I won't say what's coming later on in the show. But later on in the show, we're going to be doing a, a bit of a taste test because Farid is better known as... Tehran Taster. He is the Tehran Taster. Not to be confused with... Mr. Taster. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Please, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> very, person, very far away Does from anyone confuse? Like, they do, me? actually. They send me messages and say, Mr. Taster. And I'm like, please, no. I think you've got it wrong here. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's doing all right. 1.2 million followers. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. I met him a couple of times. Farid, that English accent, yes. you're making me feel nervous here. Why? <laughs> because, be, be, be okay. you know, there can only be one of us in the room <laughs> that's going to be bringing yeah, the there's English competition accent. Now. And somebody recently said that my English accent is like, oh my god, what the hell happened to your English accent? And I'm wondering if yes. you know these days maybe it changed. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Anyways, <laughs> so Fatty, help us out. Give us the backstory here. So very short, born, brought up in London, Northwest London. Very proud. Very nice. Lived most of my life in, in London until I graduated, um, studied law, uh, funny enough, before I came into the food and beverage business. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a couple of years of practicing, we decided to change career path completely. And we opened our first coffee shop in Stratton Ground in Victoria. Nice. Um, and from there, the rest is history. And, and here we are today, um, 20 years later, Yeah. Um, with a lot of food behind us and a lot of eating. Yeah, and you're looking in good shape for it, <laughs> considering your job. It's is because I'm to... going to the park every day. Nice. Oh, you don't play Pokemon, though? Uh, no. Been a good boy. I haven't played for 30 minutes. But, uh, Farid, your journey to Iran also brought you, I mean, you went via Dubai as well. So Yeah, I spent uh, 17 years, I would say, in the Middle East, but based in Dubai. Okay. So, um, basically, in, in, in very brief, brief um, we set up the, one of the first fmb food and beverage consultancy companies in in dubai my brother set it up 22 years ago i joined him after five years so i spent 17 years in dubai and we were one of the first fmb consultancies in, in dubai okay um so we spent a lot of time uh opening up restaurants uh, buying franchises we own and operate quite mm-hmm. a few restaurants so in total um 103 restaurants now in, in the, across the middle east wow um so we spend a lot, I spend a lot of time in Qatar, um, in Kuwait, in Saudi, Oman, 
um, and of course in the UAE. Nice. Is your brother known as Dubai Taster? No, he no. That page? <laughs> he's actually completely the opposite to me. I mean, such a introvert is unreal. Really? Yeah. I mean, and we're twins, by the way. Oh, oh you're twins. We're twins. We look the same, but completely different personalities. He's very introverted. I'm the wild well, when, guy, the naughty one. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do to him uh, god I, I, we have to do that for another show I think yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. so there's something there so yeah. I've, I've basically been involved in the food and beverage business now for since I was 18 okay um, so I'm just almost touching 40 so okay a lot of years behind us we started our first coffee shop in London as I said in Victoria when I was 18 mm-hmm. we opened it while I was actually studying law um, and that was a crazy period um and then, um, as I said, once we went into Dubai and, and into the FMB uh, industry in Dubai, we just expanded hugely yeah. across various sectors of the FMB industry. How do you have time for Tehran Taster between all of this? You know, I set up my page, Tehran Taster, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially, it was just for fun. It, there was no real uh, agenda behind it. And then as soon as we started to travel a lot more into Iran. Um, mm. Obviously, being located in Dubai, we used to travel into Iran quite often. Most of our clients, we had a lot of clients in Iran. Um, a lot of the holding companies that you see in, 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 in Tehran right now in the, in the food and beverage business, they have been or they are our clients currently. Um, so I started to see the evolving of the F&B industry in, in Iran and how things have changed from 15, 20 years ago during the life cycle that we've been in the Middle East. Um, and then I thought, you know what, why don't we start to focus a little bit more on this industry in Iran? Um, and I set up my page. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a, a number of strategies in terms of my page. The first key strategy is education. Mm-hmm. So bringing more of the international food culture into Iran, um, exposing Iranians to what is authentic international cuisine, mm-hmm. rather than what we commonly know as Iranianized um, international cuisine. And then also um, providing and sharing my uh, cooking, cl- cooking classes. So I do a lot of recipes and videos online. Um, and we share that on my page so people can actually um, experience in their own homes and, and, and replicate our recipes that we, that we produce online. And then the, the number one one, uh, the number one area where I focus on is providing honest and uh, genuine food reviews. Yeah. So unlike other food bloggers, I don't get paid for advertising. Um, for food tasting. So when I go to a restaurant, I provide an honest uh, review and account of my experience. Excellent. So you can give the legit answer there. I'm I'm biased. Exactly. Because in in, uh, food bloggers um, in Iran obviously get paid a lot of money. um, Mm -hmm. But then when you get paid a lot of money, there is expectations for you to just talk um, great about that experience. Yeah, of course. How does Tehran taste like? I mean, you go around and taste the city as well. Lick... Like, um, let's, just, let's, just, let's just say I eat a lot. <laughs> or in, in, as Iranians say, she can more. Yeah. Oh, but you don't go around licking the walls or... So you not, don't not know the difference the between the taste of... The actual taste of actual Tajrish. I can tell you the don't. smell, but not the taste. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a part of it. That's a good start. <laughs> I can tell you the, yeah, the smell. I can tell you distinct differences in smell across the city, for sure. Okay, how's Bazaar compared to Tajrish? Um, let's just say Hectic. Okay. Yeah, bazaar. I think that will sum it up. The tastes hectic, but the food is polluted. the food is amazing in in the bazaar. Oh yeah. Oh, what's say. that? What's that famous one uh, that there's a massive queue all the time outside for? It's like two floors. Um, there's a bunch of them. There's Muslim. Uh, that's Mus- the one. Muslim. Yeah, 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 yeah the, the one with the the huge tachin. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. Yeah. That stuff is good. There's also this shamshiri and Sharp shamshiri as well. They're, yes. they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, Fanny, I mean, you're kind of hiding the fact that you're a chef uh, as much uh, yeah. here. And a lot of your posts, for those that haven't seen Tehran Taster, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's as you say, you, you sort of, I watched the fish and chips one, for yeah. example. The frying of the English breakfast, which you did say 100% legit. But it's and not I was quite. thinking, where are you getting that bacon from? Yeah. And I wasn't we, the only one. It's halal bacon. That's it. That was a shame. But that was, uh, it was nice to see the sort of English link in there. But you do a great job of explaining um, sort of how to go through in several sort of one minute episodes, yes. uh, how to put together meals and whatnot. But yeah, so the, your page is kind of mixed up with those sort of you being the chef. Yes. You doing reviews. Yes. And we spoke off air earlier about how you have a sort of club that go around sort of 
verifying things. Yeah, Is we we set up this tasting team, what we call the Tehran Taster Tasting Team. So it's a WhatsApp group where essentially I open up my visits wherever I go to the team. Mm-hmm. And, and those that can attend, they're more than more than happy to, to attend with us. And we go as a group tasting. So it's not just my own assessment and my own review. We take a collaborative view of things and we take a, mm-hmm. a, a rating from everyone that attends yeah. to give a different perspective because you know everyone has different tastes, different opinions, yeah. um, as well as my expert opinion in terms of um, quality and authenticity. But then obviously we do go to a lot of Iranian restaurants and I'm not, I'm not an expert in Iranian food. Um, so it's great to have that balance yeah. um, with, the, with the guys that attend. And I think that should help with uh, the owners of the restaurants because like a lot of them are not going to be happy with your reviews. I mean, if you give them a negative exactly. review in any exactly. way, so it's not going to be like the hatred is not going to be tor- yeah, uh, t- but towards I mean, you. I mean, you democratize your review so a whole bunch of people will get Exactly. It's a very good point that you raise. Um, uh, obviously, I go to restaurants where the reviews aren't great. Um, but mm-hmm. one of my um, ethos is, or, or what I do is that um, I'm not like other food bloggers that go away and then, you know, spill the beans later and surprise them. I give them full feedback there and then. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I finish my meal, I tell them exactly how it was, what what was good, what was bad. But then more importantly, I give them advice. So I'm using my, if you like, FMB experience, um, and I'm telling them you know, how they can improve things. And mm. in, in a lot of the in a lot of the times, they're actually very open-minded. Surprise, surprise, mm. um, and they're like, "Oh, you know, wow, I never knew that." You know, mm. uh, it's like one of these classic scenarios I always face in Iran is that wherever you go to a restaurant, they put this that damn uh, cherry tomato and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Why do you do that? You know, what's the point? What does it add into that dish? Yeah. Except that it's adding extra food cost because yeah. it's not necessary." Iranians love food. Put it this way, Reishi Kamel Hasan. But then when it comes to international food, it's still very new, uh, yeah. particularly authentic um, recipes. I wanted to ask, actually, Fadid, you're kind of half answering it now, I guess. But um, as a, an international person coming to Iran, what can they expect in, in the sort of restaurant uh, what, I, what I can tell you um, very briefly is that in the last 15, 20 years, um, the restaurant industry in Iran has evolved dramatically. Mm-hmm. particularly in terms of design and decor um, and branding. I mean, we, I mean, you go to some restaurants, you think you're in London, you think you're in Paris, you think yeah. you're in, in, in New York. Um, so in terms of the vibe, the atmosphere, the decor design, I mean, you can't really distinguish here between any other developed nation. Um, I guess, would you not agree that maybe part of that is that as far as socializing and going out, your experience, I'm sure, is similar to mine. Like you go to a pub or you go to exactly. a nightclub or whatever. So when you're going out and you want to sort of yes. out, out, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you go to a restaurant. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, yeah, there's there's more money spent there. Therefore, the market is in some ways more developed or yeah. and I think, bigger in I some think ways. I think the biggest change is, is that um, there's a lot of desire. People want to experience different food, yeah. um, you know, experience different cultures without actually stepping outside of Iran. So they yeah. want to experience, you know, what is actually... What is it like eating authentic Chinese food or authentic Italian food? Can you get that, Farid? Where can we go for that? Okay, very quickly, my plug here. Uh, the best <laughs> Chinese restaurant in town, definitely TBI Chinese in Hotel Fadis. Really? Um, is that you one ha- of yours? Sorry? Is that one of your places? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're plugging it for someone else. But honestly, okay. it's the best Chinese in town. And, and that's, it's, it's good to know for the international audience that we do have some really, really good, authentic international and restaurants. we have a lot here. of Chinese people in, uh, yeah. Absolutely. in yeah. Iran as well. Yeah. The embassy I mean, here is enormous. Hotel, I mean, uh, TBI Chinese, for example, I would say 95% of their customers are Chinese. That's always mm. a good sign. When you walk yeah. into a restaurant, you see that their, their own people are there. Then that's a good sign that the food must be good. Yeah, we don't have a Chinatown in Tehran. Not yet. Not yet. No, <laughs> not yet. Oh, we're yes. going to have one pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Actually, it's a good point. We don't have a Chinatown here, which is unusual. Just for the amount of Chinese people we have here. It's we have a huge number of Chinese people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So let's put it out to listeners. I mean, which part of Tehran should we chunk out and make it the ch- new Chinatown? Where would be a good place, Farid? Yeah. Where, where are we going to mm. turn into... I was trying to democratize That's it. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. you I have to think about that one. You know? But no, it's, it's a good point. I think we need a Chinatown in, yeah. in Iran. There's, so, a, there's a lot of desire for, as I said, experiencing new cultures um, and cuisines. And people are experimenting every day. I mean, But is that so? I mean, do, they, do people really like the authentic, authentic taste of the food and the material? I, or do they want it localized and like... I think um, it's a good question. I could sit here all day and answer that, but I'll try and summarize it. I think um, overall there is a desire for international cuisine. Mm. Unfortunately, the industry is still young here in terms of international mm-hmm. uh, scene. 
So um, people are not accustomed to what is actually authentic yeah. international. I mean, food. we put ketchup on everything, exactly. including pizza. <laughs> so she, for everything yeah. as well. There's no comparative. So there's nothing yeah. for them. There's no baseline to say, oh, you know what? Yeah, this is authentic. They mm. don't know. The lack mm. of knowledge and education in Iran in terms of the international scene is huge. Yeah. So the reliance is on food bloggers, food influencers, chefs and restaurant owners. But is part of that that they've Iranianized the menu as well? I mean, is, does that happen a lot? Do it, you see it, that? I mean, I'm sure it does happen. I mean, you've got a case it's, it's to huge. the audience. It's huge. I mean, a lot of things Iranianize here, and I have a debate all the time about this subject. I, I, I touch this almost every day in my page. Um, and unfortunately, I think it's a, a question of the restaurant owners are trying to please everyone yeah. that steps into their doors um, and, and, and not trying to focus on authenticity. They're trying to just uh, cater for the local market only and local taste. That's an interesting point. I was thinking this uh, yesterday. That, for example, the chain fast food restaurant, Sheila. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like I remember it was just hot dogs. Yes. Like when it first came yes. on the scene and it became famous for that. But uh, obviously like around the same time actually all these other sort of fast food chains you, if you don't have pizza on the menu yes. if you don't have burgers on the menu if you don't have uh, fried chicken on the menu you're kind of it, it makes it difficult for business yes. I think so you get this weird sort of all the restaurants offer roughly like the fast food restaurants yes. all offer pretty menu. much the same yeah. sort of stuff I mean they have to do it right I'm, I'm already, they can't sort um, of I wouldn't agree you wouldn't get business I wouldn't agree um, I think that there's been a lot of examples in Iran where restaurants have focused on um, uh, an exclusive menu an authentic mm. menu and they've succeeded I think the, the, the challenge in Iran is is that uh, Iranians who are looking for quality and authenticity are not the majority yeah. Um, so it's a very niche market, but yeah. it's a growing market. There's a lot of Iranians now, especially the the younger generation or those who've gone abroad, they've gone to Turkey, they've gone to Dubai, they've gone to London, they've liked what they've tasted and they want to experience that here. Yeah. So there's a lot of demand now. Um, and I think restaurants are changing, but it's taking time. It's going to take a lot of time. I guess we do have examples. So, for example, Reza Lokme. Yes. Ah, oh. amazing. Beautiful. I love that place. Street so, food. So, so what? How, how? Yeah, it's kind of street food. Yeah. It's it's essentially a kubide kebab. Yeah. So like uh, on the skewer, logme, and they just do. You just that's it. The menu is no menu. <laughs> you just get, <laughs> you just get numbers. Eye. Yeah, exactly. What, you want twelve? Yeah, you just twenty-four, and that's it. Yeah. But I, I, I myself personally really love places that really specialize, and you know, exactly. like you go to the Gigari place. We spoke about that in yeah. our previous episode. It, it's, it's, Don't it's bring it up like, now. I, just, uh, I get surprised all the time. So recently, I went to um, Shandy's restaurant in Galleria, Balinja. Shandy's the original because no, Shandy's no. is a very is a name of a very popular old school restaurant not too far from where we are now yes. no actually Shandis is a, a small township ah, close so, to Mashhad so yes. okay so everyone's thank you for that uh -huh. <laughs> everyone's but used touch on the subject you just raised for example in Shandis Galleria in Velenjak uh -huh. not the original Shandis but the the other Shandis it's kind of North Tehran Velenjak yes yeah? okay um, they have sushi on the menu which is like crazy oh. it's an Iranian classic restaurant huh. but they have what? a sushi really yeah so that's an example where a restaurants are trying to literally please everyone and my opinion is well go niche go quality focus on authenticity yeah you don't need to have a widespread menu yeah um, typically for example you go to Iranian restaurants now they'll have the Iranian Caesar salad yeah um, on the menu is that with tomato ketchup it's with it's <laughs> with tomatoes <laughs> tomatoes and olives and you got God knows what they'll no throw it in no anchovies of course that's, no, that's no anchovies. Yeah. But you can have anchovies on my menu. Oh, nice. Farid, I, um, I wanted to ask about uh, sort of, I guess someone new to Iran, coming to Iran, one expat, wanting to live here. Uh, would you say that certain parts of the town have certain types of food or they're good with certain types of food? And I might sort of answer that partly myself by saying, of course, if you want to get kebab, kubide, the bon up style, which I'm a huge fan yeah. of, which is a slightly leaner form of That's kebab right. with onions uh, involved, you go to Khyabuna Shiraz, like Shiraz Street yeah. uh, for that. There are other places, but there are places where people go. So what would you say the sort of parts of town and related to food, where would people go for what type of food? Well, so for example, you have uh, Andazgu, which is the hub for fast food. It's uh, also the hub for something else as well, Fatty. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, Let's talk about door door for 10 seconds. So we were door door. And you get hungry and you have to eat. Yes. So, so this it. is a place in Tehran that is for people who want to go cruising. Yes. As in they want to go and pick something else up. 
yeah. and take it home with them. Not food necessarily. Let's not go into that. But Andazgu yeah. is is now, I think, the place that is. It's the, is related it's the place to, to be for, uh, <laughs> for fast food, uh, yeah. street food, anything food. Yeah. Um, and as you say, the door door. So I don't know what that is in English. How would it's cruising. Describe that? That's it, cruising. cruising. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I'd love there, and I don't know. I'm, I wonder if Farid's going to frown at me when I say it. But uh, Burgerland, I love Burgerland. Is Actually, that a yeah, sin? Because, no, because it's like McDonald's. I mean, yeah, it's, I like it's it as the well. proper synthetic yeah. burger. Yeah. I always say, like, you did a burger review yes. in Tehran, but for me, when people say, "Where's a good burger?" I'm like, "What type of burger are you going for?" Because, because if you want the synthetic style burger, which I think should be appreciated separately yes. as its own burger compared to the gourmet style burger, yes. I'll give two different answers. And for me, the synthetic burger, for me, is, is definitely Burgerland. They do it amazingly. I think they are the closest that you'll get to uh, McDonald's, the, yeah. the synthetic type you know, burger. Yeah. Um, and they're doing really well. They're yeah. very busy. So, so Andazgu, the place we mentioned, is yes. the place for that type. Is it the Burger Street? I know there's fried yes. chicken on there, but it's those types of obvious exactly. fast food places. They have the, the luxury end as well, um, yeah. the fine dining types uh, options. But it's just a hub for food. Okay. Um, and cruising. <laughs> of course. But we don't, we don't have, for example, I guess sushi doesn't really seem to... Although around this area, I guess sushi is, is as a part of town, I guess. Yeah. The I mean, Jordan, yeah, yeah, Banak area, a, there's a uh, few restaurants. There's a few options. I mean, sushi, obviously, it's an acquired taste. So mm-hmm. it's more in the north of Tehran. So yeah. this, this area where we're in right now and, and further up north, yeah. um, you'll find a lot of good sushi options. What about the street food? So we, uh, Jigar, that's in Shariati. And, and Particularly the yeah. north part of Shariati yeah, towards yeah. Tadrish. Yeah, there's back there. all these barbecue places and grill places. Have you reviewed those places? No, because I don't like them. Really? <laughs> I, I, I'm really strange when it comes Daddy, to... Daddy, do we have to take you there? <laughs> is, that, is that what's going to happen? I actually have this phobia about um, fatty food. So that's, yeah, not that fun, yeah. No. Well, yeah, well, I don't know. It's an acquired Mama, taste. Put it in the diary next week. We take you. But definitely, it's the we take you for some taste testing. Okay. <laughs> but it's definitely the place to be for jigari and you know grills and kebabs and yeah. So I'm sure uh, the international uh, visitors to Iran want to go for like the real hardcore traditional. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my. Uh, vote in here and say although these days I'm not too convinced about it the uh, Gilan uh, Gilan uh, G- oh, yes. the one up the, the one, one in Jordan Gilan? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Jordan yeah yeah it's northern food hence the name I think uh, Gilan. Gilan is probably but, the best one of the best at least I can say um, Shomali food yeah. uh, that we have um, yeah. in, in Tehran for sure mm. and I think they've been around for years yeah. um, so they've been quite quite established brand there's another place in uh, Banak Square it's called Gilegol Oh, Gilegol, okay. it's really, really good. Oh, oh hold God. on. Yep. Kebab time. Yeah, time. it's time to cut this bit. There's kebab. Mohammed, I'm disappointed. No mukbang this time? No mukbang this time. Oh, well, dear listener, at the moment we are eating the kebab from. But we wanted to interject at this point just to say... We added the telephone call after the dinner. So what you're about to hear is a telephone call that I made with the restaurant because the restaurant is called Rehun and that means... Basil. And they didn't send any basil or basil, as I would say, this time. So uh, this is a bit of a conversation. We're joking around uh, with the guy. And (laughs) And he's taking it seriously. Yeah, it's kind of a bit awkward. So the point is that uh, all this conversation is in Persian. So if you don't speak Persian and you don't find our Persian conversations hilarious, please feel free to skip ahead about 76 seconds. Depending on how much I speak right now, because I just wanted to also say that we joked with the guy about the single-use plastic, and, yeah. I, and they charge us. They charge us for the yeah. single-use plastic. So I said, should. I said we wash them and send them back if As you can give should. us the money. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a... Anyway. I thought it was funny. Anyway, so... So, skip 76 seconds from... Now. Now. I didn't answer that. Hello. Salam, Hassan Awashin. Salam, Mr. Janam. Uh, آها نه 
نه نیاز نیست من خوردیم خیلی خوب بود نه خواهش میکنم خواهش میکنم اون ظرف اون ظرف یه با مصرف که ما حساب کردیم ما برگردونشون یا کجا بود آدرستون شما؟ من دانم میکنم ببخشید نه سینی بود یعنی قابل برگشت بود آها این که نیست دیگه اونم بهمون گیر دادن ما میشوریم ما نه ما گیر کردیم ظرف مایکروفری گذاشتیم که خود مشتریش میذاره تو مایکروفری که خیالشون راحت بشه دیگه یعنی مرسی خوب کاری کرد مرسی البته ما خودمون استفاده میکنیم پس اوکی خیلی ممنون مرسی لط کردید عالی بود مثل همیشه لط کردید نه خواهش میکنم شب خوبی داشته باشی مرسی خداحافظ سو تو دی اودینس هو ار گوینگ تو اوردر فرام بریکون It's Corona safe. It's Corona safe, <laughs> but you're not going to get. And there's no Rayhun. There's no Rayhun. For the listeners, Rayhun means means doorbell. Doorbell. Apparently, it's just the Rayhun means basil. Basil or basil. Yes. Okay, let's get back to the show. So we have just had food from Rayhun. How was it, Farid? I actually love it. I love I, it too. I've been going there for like 30 years, yeah. so I've always considered it as one of the best in in Tehran. So. Uh, listeners who are coming into Tehran definitely try Rehun. Definitely, it was one of the first restaurants I tried when I came to Iran, actually. And uh, from how I remember, that was a lot better, actually, uh, from yes. how I remember. So that was pretty good. But it was a shame we didn't have sumak, which translates mm-hmm. sumak, and uh, we didn't have Rehun. Yeah, uh, actually, I mean, never mind. <laughs> anyway, so we were talking before before we move on to the uh, other parts of the show. I just wanted to come back a bit and and get a sort of uh, understanding of a tastescape of Iran. So, the, for our international audience, if they come to Iran, which regions of Iran would have what types of tastes or what types of uh, food? I guess we can say sort of tastes as far as like spices or types yeah, of spices yeah. because there's a lot of specific types of food. I'll start out by saying like in the northwest is kind of quite sour, a lot of fish dishes. Am I right there, Farid? Yeah, uh, I think just backtrack a little bit. One of the first things I would like to say to the audience is, is that uh, Iran is in Asia and it's not an Arab country. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people get that mixed up as well. We do uh, have Arabs in the nation. We do though. have them, yeah. yeah. In the south of, of Iran, we have a lot of Arabs. Yeah. Uh, so there is a lot of influence from, because we're surrounded by obviously Turkey and Uzbekistan, um, and then you have Pakistan, India, um, and then obviously we're very close to the, to the Gulf. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of influences. So it's very diverse food culture yeah. um, in Iran. Um, so for example, in the south, uh, towards Bandar and, and, and so on, you have a lot of seafood, which people don't really associate. So Iran. on the Persian Gulf, uh, on the other side of exactly. Dubai. Yeah, seafood. I've been there. I've been to Bandar Abbas. I recently had, well, not so recently, uh, had shark, like a shark sandwich. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was sort of like chopped up and currified, yes. if you can call it that. But it was amazing. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the South, so Banda, for example, is famous for its seafood. Uh, but it's also famous because it has a lot of Arab uh, mm-hmm. ethnicity as well as uh, Indian, um, Asian ethnicity. So uh, there's a lot of seafood, a lot of spicy food. Yeah. So there's a misconception uh, from what we've heard on another podcast that Mohammed mm-hmm. and I were on that uh, Iran has, uh, the food is kind of hot, spicy. Uh, Definitely not. I mean, as I said, unless you're in the south of uh, Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, but similarly, for example, a lot of misconceptions because in the south of Iran, they eat a lot of seafood. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, in the north of uh, Iran, like in Tehran, not many people eat seafood, yeah. um, mm. which is a shame because we yeah. have great seafood um, in Iran. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then you have obviously in the north of uh, Iran, in t- towards Shamal, as we call it. North um, North. We have a lot of uh, sweet and sour influences yeah. um, in our cuisine. Yeah. Um, and then if you go to uh, cities like Esfahan, Shiraz, Mashhad, a lot of different flavors and, 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 and combinations going on there. Yeah. Uh, Ghazvin, Yaz. I mean, yeah, I mean, cities all over Iran have different cuisines, which is it's, it's, it's very unique yeah. for a country to have such diversity in its in its food culture yeah but also it's a shame that in tehran for example we're not exposed to it um a lot yeah so a lot of um, residents in tehran haven't tasted for example food in ghazvin yeah um or food in in shiraz because we have a lot of diversity in our in our cuisine yeah um but definitely not spicy food um yes. we're not very known for, for spicy food in iran except for the south um but we have a lot of sweet 
sour tones to our yeah. of, of, so of, I think I think sour yeah. for me is the resounding sort of taste of mm. Iran no uh, but salt. that's because where everything we are, is e- extra salty here <laughs> yes. yeah. definitely everything that is crazy what, what's going on there Fadi? why so much salt in food I don't know I, I have really no idea it's, it's an area I need to explore because it's, it's crazy the amount of salt that we, we eat in, in, in Iran uh, I got this theory I just developed right now Iran <laughs> is a uh, for the most part is a hot arid country but still we have like huge sweet water resources so people have been Mm. drinking a lot of water in a hot country yes we do have deserts yes we do have camels and (laughs) for the most part this country is hot Uh, so they've been sweating a lot so probably they needed salt yeah maybe and uh, possibly yeah Yeah. the reason why correct me if i'm wrong people from academia (laughs) so uh, let's move on to what we wanted to talk about today which is uh Influencing or uh, being an Instagram influencer, yes. of course, have quite a big following, growing every day, as you said earlier, about 110,000 uh, yes. followers at the moment. Um, but let's let's sort of begin by describing the sort of online social media landscape of Iran, because I think it's quite a bit different from other places and for a particular reason. Yes. Uh, would you like to go into that? Yeah, part? of course. So um, unlike the, the, the Western world or outside of Iran, um, which are exposed to a lot of social media platforms like Facebook, for example, um, and Telegram um, and other platforms, including YouTube as well. Um, In Iran, we've been pretty restricted in terms of the options that the the general population have. Um, A lot of these um, social media platforms are either blocked or you need VPN to, to access them. So Instagram has really taken off hugely. And I think it's, uh, if not um, the only platform realistically where you can actually expose yourself as an influencer or if you're in a restaurant or any type of business where you're going to be advertising. Yeah. Um, so I think Instagram in particular has really um, exploded in, in Iran. Um, and I think more so in the last four or five years. Where you've seen a lot of social influencers uh, join the Instagram. Yeah, it's quite a quite a business. Do you have any uh, facts or figures as to what sort of percentage of use, usage or differences with other nations? Yeah, I would say that um, in Iran um, we have uh, about 120,000 unique um, uh, mobile users. 127 million. Exactly. So widely used, um, yeah. huge uh, internet usage um, in terms of mobile uh, yeah. internet usage. Um, and out of that, the last statistics was about uh, 85% are actually connected on Instagram. Yeah. So that's oh. a huge number. Yeah. Um, and, and, a, and a growing huge market um, for exposure. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why you've seen in the last four or five years in particular where a lot of social influencers across the, the whole spectrum, so food influencers, fashion bloggers, uh, makeup um, artists, uh, those into art and culture, you know, across the whole spectrum where they've really exposed themselves yeah. um, online via social media and in particular Instagram. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's a huge economy, a market. It really is people's livelihoods. And I'm, I'm, uh, actually, we can talk about this now if you don't yes. mind. I mean, do you, do you make money yourself from this or is it sort of, is it bringing business in another way for, for you? Um, my, my um, if you like, strategy has been very different to the common food blogger in Iran. Um, so I actually deliberately don't make any money from food tastings. So where, when I go to a restaurant for a food tasting, I don't take any money mm-hmm. uh, for advertising. And there's a reason for that because then uh, I become impartial. So as soon as you take money from a restaurant, they expect you to say great things about them. Yeah. Um, so for me to keep myself, um, if you like, distinguished from the rest, I don't take money from uh, restaurant tastings mm-hmm. um, so that I can give an honest account and review of uh, where I go. Yeah. The only area where I do make money is on uh, advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any uh, advertising other than uh, restaurants, yeah. um, then I will make um, revenue from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be you know, from consultancy work um, to restaurant setup yeah. um, to also obviously advertising uh, on my page, whether it's stories or posts. Mm. I mean, is it to the level, forgive me, I don't mean to too, yes. be too fuzul about it. You don't need to say numbers, but somebody could make a comfortable living off of the sort of uh, of course, that yeah, you do. I think I mean, um, myself is very different, the, the model that I have in terms of income. Um, but I can tell you that uh, generally social influencers in, in Iran or bloggers are making a lot of money. Yeah. In most cases, 10, 20 times uh, the monthly salary of a regular worker. Yeah, this is, I mean, I myself work in advertising and I, I 
see that myself. I mean, yeah. we know how much we need to pay influencers, and it's it's crazy money. But what I what I see though is is uh, satisfied clients because yes. it gets it, it gets them an audience. Yes. Uh, I mean, it gets people in. And um, something I'm curious to know from you is what sort of shape does it take? Is it like, uh, is it mostly stories that get a better sort of response? Is it posts or is it combination somehow? Are we getting free consultants here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What are we doing wrong, Fatty? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, come on. Uh, to, to answer your question, I think uh, the most successful bloggers or influencers are those which are actually sharing their knowledge, skills, um, in the particular industry that they're, they're focused on. Um, and I think where you're uh, very natural in what you do um, and you're actually sharing knowledge, you become very successful very quickly yeah. and you have um, a lot of exposure um, to your, your followers. So they trust you. Yeah. And trust is a, is a big thing in, in, in this industry. Yeah. So if you're trusted by your followers, you have huge, huge uh, strength and power um, mm. to influence. Yeah. Um, and that's where the companies have tagged onto that, uh, whether it's a restaurant or any other industry. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of money to be made, yeah. but I think it's both sides. So influencers are making money um, and also the companies through those mediums um, of advertising. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, so stories, posts, mixture of the two, which... Uh... I think, uh, to be honest, stories. Uh, stories are more real. Um, mm. and uh, followers uh, associate themselves more with stories because they keep on continuously following, whereas a post mm. is one-time load. You may have exposure for 24 hours, 48 hours, um, and that's it. Um, with stories, it's ongoing, so it's continuous um, social, social media uh, yeah. influencing. So as far as tips, tricks for anyone looking to get into the domain of being an influencer or, or sort of pointers of how not to do it do you have anything for our audience yeah there? i think to be successful be be real be original mm-hmm. um don't copy and paste mm-hmm. um a lot of uh, influencers do tend to copy each other um yeah. but i think keeping it real keeping it original um being authentic yeah. is going to make you very successful yeah um i also think that not exposing your every minute every moment of your day um, Hang on a minute, Harry. Now, you say that. You say that. And let's just say what happened when you entered the door. <laughs> I think there's been three stories, a live yeah. video. And uh, so it's not, not every, you know, not every second, but probably every minute with that. Yeah. We're not complaining. Harry. No. We're not complaining. That's no. fine by us. But I think also to, if you like, on the flip side, those uh, influencers who aren't successful um, are the ones who tend to be seen as being fake. Yeah. Um, so there is a lot of fake content out there in the market just to be, if you like, distinguishing themselves from the rest. So they will do a lot of crazy, you know, um, funny comedy. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's irritating to a lot of the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Do you criticize your own food? Yes. On Instagram? Yes. Huh. I actually um, very, very, um, if you like, um, diplomatic in terms of my review. So even occasionally where we have customers who uh, eat at our own kitchen, which is a, another project that we have at the moment, because we're in the industry, we have over 103 restaurants right now in, in, in the Middle East. Um, I'm always one of those that take uh, criticism quite well mm-hmm. because it allows us to improve um, yeah. and continu- continuously focus on quality and focus on, on service. So I think you have to be very open-minded to be successful in this industry. Yeah. And you have to be able to take criticism. Oh, well, actually, same for us. We take criticism really, really well. Um, David knows. Yeah. We read their comments and uh, we delete it and we block them. So <laughs> yeah. problem solved. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bring it on. Uh, so Farid, what about the future for Tehran Taster? Do you have any big projects lined up? Any sort of particular direction that you'd like to take yet? Yes, so as I said, our focus is to um, uh, pass on our knowledge and and, uh, and introduce the, the real food culture to, to Iranians. Um, but also we have our new project, which is the Tasting Kitchen. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, we have a, a catering business where we um, cater for uh, those who are looking for authenticity um, in international cuisines and quality. Um, and that's a project that we started about eight months ago. So we have home delivery across uh, Tehran. Um, and our client base is quite niche. Um, Iranians who are looking for quality and authenticity in, in, the, in their dishes. Um, and we're, we're hoping to ex- expand that across Iran. So we have nice. a, pro- a number of projects right now to open up tasting kitchens um, across uh, Iran to expose 
the mm. you know our international uh, menu to the the mainstream Iranian audience. Excellent. So are you doing anything to culturally promote international food as well? I mean, you just cook them and uh, serve them to people who, who are going to say like there is, I don't know, calamari in it. Yuck, I'm not going to eat that. Yeah, so basically in my page, um, Tehran Taster, we try to, if you like, influence um, culture, the food culture in Iran. So um, to give you a classic example, Uh, the classic Caesar salad, as we know it, mm-hmm. in Iran is very different. Yeah. Um, and through my page and, and uh, if you like, uh, exposure of what a real Caesar salad should be, I have a lot of comments coming through and say, wow, we never knew. Hmm. Farid, can I just interject there? Yeah. It's Mexican. Uh, am I right? It's It was from it originated from Mexico. So the Iranian way is we add tadik instead of bread, <laughs> bread crust, <laughs> and then instead of any whatever sauce, sauce just tomato cash. ketchup. Uh, mayonnaise. Yeah, you put cash, cash on it. put cash on it. They put yeah. everything on it. This is it. Yeah. We're going to Iranianize the hell out yeah. of that one. I mean, yeah. everything is quite Iranianized here. So I think one of the great things that I have pleasure in is introducing the authenticity to Iranians through our, our page. And as I said, I had a lot of feedback from Iranians saying, wow, we never knew. You know, thanks for letting us know. We, because they're not exposed. They don't yeah. know what a real classic Caesar salad should be. They yeah. don't know what a past, uh, Alfredo pasta should be. Yeah. Um, they're only used to what they've been served. So through our page and our medium, we're able to expose them to what it should really be. And that's why they're quite hungry to, um, to, to taste and, and, and try authentic uh, international yeah. cuisine. Can I, can I reveal your Achilles heel here? Although I think you've yourself revealed it earlier. As much as you're, you have a wealth of knowledge about food around the world, you're not too familiar with Iranian dishes, am I right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I have a lot of people saying to me, Farid, why don't you like uh, serve Iranian dishes in, in your kitchen? And I'm like, I just don't know Iranian food. Anything? Nothing? Um, I Am I better than no. you? I've, I've cooked fest and June once. Does that put me ahead of you? No, no. You know, I can cook uh, Iranian food, but not at that level where I can be proud to say, you know, come to my kitchen and, and, and order. Yeah. Um, so I, I only really focus on what I know that I can deliver. Yeah. Um, but I, I do love Iranian food, but uh, my, my, if you like, expertise in cooking Iranian food is not great. Okay. What do the Kharijis think of Iranian food in your experience? They love it. Really? Especially the kebabs. Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. I think I must admit, I mean, I think Iranians, uh, we do have the best kebabs in the world. The Turks have them. Oh, Arabs yeah. have them. Arabs have them, but I, the honestly, no one can make who's them. Who's got the biggest kebabs? The biggest kebabs. <laughs> Def- definitely Iranians. We got oh, the, we've got the biggest are, kebabs here. Are, you're biased. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to go to Al Boz, Al Boz restaurant. They the have huge the, kebabs the largest uh, kebab bag or the filet kebab. I think it's 70 centimeters. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah, that's too much to take in. Yes, you see those like with the bon up guys. Yeah, they have they have to put the picture of themselves. They got the wooden block and they got the meat. And of course, what does every kebab picture need to have? Or a yeah. guy with a kebab, Sibyl. You got to have a mustache. Oh, exactly. Otherwise, you can't make kubida. Yeah. There's no way you can make kubida if you don't have a mustache. Okay, so we did the we did the subject of influencing, and now we are going to move on to the important part of the show, which is. Do tasting. Do tasting. Yeah, so we have, yeah. we have Tehran Taster here, and uh, we would like to taste, not food, but uh, an Iranian drink. Yes. Uh, before we uh, get into this, let's give our audience a bit of a, let's help them out by telling them what Dug is. I have no idea. At some point in uh, the history of this nation, some people thought we have salt, we have yogurt, and there is water. Yeah. Mix, That's it, mix, it, mix them together. That's do. Yeah. With so, some herbs, I guess, right? Oh, that comes later. Yeah. yeah comes more later. common like these days. Actually, yeah. Mohammed and I went to one of the larger supermarkets too, and we got a lot of help from yes. uh, their staff. They were amazing, really helpful, giving uh-huh. us the background of do. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> uh, which actually, when I said that, the woman burst out laughing. Um, but uh, most of the do that you buy these days comes with mint already in. Yes. Which didn't, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't really used to be the case. You yeah. had usually yeah. two types of dough. You had them like fizzy or flat. Yeah. But uh, later Ooh, on, like mixing. Oh. And that's that's what I wanted to add here because when I first came to Iran, you know, I was thinking, as we spoke about earlier, lassi. I was thinking it was a bit like the Indian yeah. lassi. lassi. Oh, this yeah. is going to be nice, kind of sweet. And I got given the uh, fizzy Sour. one. And, and literally, I was finding someone to spit it out. <laughs> it was absolutely hideous. Mm. Really, it, it tastes disgusting. I don't know why people like it. <coughs> My corn another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does, I'm surprised we've lasted this long. <laughs> yeah. no, normally it's like, it's like, okay, three, two, one, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
Yeah, so the fizzy dulq for me is absolutely hideous. And, I, and no matter how many years I've been in Iran, it's not been a taste that I've sort of come to like. Yeah, unfortunately, me too. I, I've never... So today's going to be a good experience because um, we're going to try... <laughs> we uh, haven't got any fizzy ones. Oh, no, we accidentally it. bought a fizzy one. Oh, you bought one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got one here. Yeah, so we're going to try these and, and see how we go. Yeah, so uh, we're going to go through these. We'll be mentioning the brands as and when we drink them. Seemingly, no one around this table has any idea what good and bad dukh is. Definitely not. So this is going to be the most sort of unimportant dukh tasting test you're ever going to listen to. With no probably. expertise. There you go. Well, maybe that makes it better. Yeah, the fact I think that so. like, we're, getting, we're, we're approaching it like a khareji, like a foreigner coming yeah. to Iran. For the we're first like, time. Yeah, this one tastes a bit like the other one, but slightly different is what we're going to be saying. Yeah. And a little heads up for people out there, don't add duk in your tea. Definitely or not. Do. I do. don't know. We Let us know it. what happens. I mean, <laughs> yeah, try I mean it. Later, <laughs> later, later this evening, we're going to try it with coffee. You're going to try it with coffee. Oh, we are going <laughs> to. I thought you were going to. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Mama, we, we have a really important moment of the show now where we need to give out a warning. Yeah. Mukbang. Mukbang. Or your ears. Actually, Farid helped us out. Sorry, we're, we're really going around the houses yeah. on this one. <laughs> Apparently, Iran has a mukbang scene. Yes. So mukbang is, is people who enjoy watching people eat, yeah. is a description Basically. of it. But are you serious, Farid? That's a big thing. It's here. a huge following in, in Iran. A huge, um, how huge? Like, in, like numbers? Uh, you're talking f- more uh, than you? I've seen so- social influencers with over a million followers. Iranian social influencers? Yes. Oh, my God. That sit and eat food? Yes. And a million people watch? Oh, yes. Oh, God. What type of food? Why Just don't we do that? Everything. Anything. Like, Obviously, food which has got the sound effects to help it. So oh mostly God. fast food, crunchy food, you name it, they're eating it. Do you, do you know any of the names of these people off the top of your head? No. Okay, we'll add them. We'll find them. We'll find and them. And we'll add them on, on <laughs> our website. But anyway, so warning. Here it goes. We are about to drink duk. If you don't like the sound of people consuming things. Slurpily. Skip forward <laughs> to the hour number three of the show. Yeah. <laughs> or just don't continue listening to this episode and go on. Yeah. Get out of here. Listen to don't another so podcast. Why are you getting <laughs> so sensitive? Jesus. Anyways, so let's get on with the duck tasting. I'm sure they are trying to look to get sponsorship with you. Mohammed, are we rolling? <laughs> yes, we are. So the first duke we're trying this evening is Seven Scoop. by Khaled. Yep, and Kale is a huge brand locally. Uh, they are one of the biggest, I guess. Yeah, I don't top know how three, we I would think. Describe them. They're, as they're an big. Equivalent. They're a huge brand. Yeah, yeah so they do cheeses, uh, yeah, loads of food, anything, anything dairy, meats, dairy. Yeah, they yeah. do meats. Oh, as well. they do meat products as well. Like yeah. Solico is yeah. uh, owned by Kale as well. I, I watched the owner of this company in a TEDx talk. It was hilarious. He was great. This guy's like, you know. More power to him. He's he's really he was a street trader. Really, back in the day, uh, just sold, sold stuff on the street and just has built a massive empire, essentially food hmm. empire. Now, so anyway, we are trying seven. Apparently, I've heard good things about this, uh, but let's give it a go now. Okay, let's do it. It's white, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'm getting I'm getting creamy notes. It's kind of quite smooth, I would say. <laughs> what are you talking? About? This it's is like. It's, it's salty yogurt. Salty yogurt. I'm not getting too much salt on this one. No? That's okay. I'd drink that again. Okay. Yeah? That's the first one. Okay. I'm going to rate this one a uh, spangly handbag. What yeah. is that? So we have this rating from 0 to 10. And from 0 to 10, David rated it spangly handbag. Spangly handbag. There you go. Anything you want to add? Any random word you want to say? Um, average. Average. Okay. I think that would be he a regular handbag. Why, well, he had to say that. Didn't oh yeah, he's got to be critical. Of course. Yeah. Well, we have. This is the first one. We're going to come back. And <laughs> yeah. you know what? So the next one is going to slightly move the median line, so the average will be different. <laughs> they're not glasses. They're actually shot paper cups. For uh, some reason, I don't really know why do we have them here because I know, but I can't say. Yeah. Yeah, again, let's, <laughs> let's just go, not go back it. to not knowing why do we have like paper cup shot glasses. Of course, absolutely. Which, so, brand, which right. brand is this? Now this one is, so do you want to give the description of what you're seeing there? So if you're, it's a white drink. <laughs> actually talking, 
Sorry, I'm back again. Uh, so we are now on to. Can someone read this for me? This is not Jigar, is it? Although it's, no, it's Livar. Livar. Yeah. Not liver. Let's try yeah, this. Yeah, So without. Um, oh, non carbonated. No. I don't like that one. That's like medicine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that is really. That's, it's got like a licorice type tone. I don't know. Actually, that's got mint in it, hasn't it? I thought we weren't going to get the minty ones. It doesn't say anything on the on the no. bottle. But yeah, I don't like Am that. I right? That's sort of got a minty taste to it. That reminds me of. Um, it's it is me- it's medicinal. Yeah. It's a bit like medicine. Um, I don't like that one. Okay. So I'm going to keep this first one separate. Oh, interesting. So okay. should we mention the company? And the company is not Levi. Uh, no, it's Arzish Afarinane Saramad. Please, if you put mint in your dug, let us know. It tastes like this. Like print, print it. It tastes like the, it does, but it doesn't, but it doesn't say it. that it does. No, it doesn't say it. Which is quite common in Iran. So I'm going to rate that from zero to ten as um, formaldehyde. I can okay. say I can say four. Four, the one that was highly recommended Thank in you. Sharvand, the the, pl- the place yeah. we went to. Um, uh, you can read it, and I'll pour it. Yeah, oh, Pega. Pega. I mean, that is also a, the, a, another like huge company in Iran doing, I think, only dairy products. Yes, Pega is just dairy. Explain about the sachet. What's this for? Uh, those are the herbs. Okay, mixed herbs. Yeah. yeah. Just for the record, there's been an accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mama. Mama riecht. The, the plastic bottle is too full and it's not thick enough to support the pressure of the hand while you're trying to get it up. That's why. It's on the mics. <laughs> Just for the record, uh, extreme difficulty in pouring. Yeah. I think there's a problem with the design of the bottle. You just need to wash your tablecloth. Okay. So this was the Pega one. Yes. So the highly recommended Pegar one that was is now all over my hands and all over the table and the floor. And yeah. well, I'm at the microphones. I'm sorry. No, Anyways. it's fine. I'm not going to touch that. So I didn't like Everyone. this that much. Nothing mm. special. Quite sweet, I'd say. Um, maybe with the uh, sort of minty bit. Yeah, maybe if you had mixed it with herbs and not bad. tried it. I'm still uh, preferring seven of the... Uh, yeah, of the I'm few keeping the seven one. aside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a bit watery. No? It wasn't Probably didn't shake it enough. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> although my one doesn't taste that. I mean, it, it, it prematurely kind of like Premature. spilled all over the table. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you couldn't shake it more, I guess. From zero to ten, I will call that one persimmon. Persimmon sounds good to me. Yeah. Fadid? I have no idea what you're talking about, but anyway, <laughs> I would say long. five out of ten. Five, five out of okay. ten. Okay, good. Right, let's move on to the next one. I'm gonna. Kupaya, is that good? Is it supposed to be good? I was gonna say uh, Nilufar, by the way, is joining us, and she's actually uh, gracefully observing the atrocities we're committing and giving <laughs> us uh, comments on the taste of the do. And uh, thank you for being with us, Nilufar. Nilufar has just given us sign language in terms of her opinion. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Actually, she should just be giving the uh, yeah, responses actually. here because we're all unqualified except for her. <laughs> <laughs> There's more salt, no? And, uh, yes, that is very salty. Uh, that's, that's a no for me. Seeing gestures of dismissal from... The side of Nilufar. It's it's quite sour, yeah. I'd say, because it's borderline carbonated. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if, if you had a carbonated dour, left it open for three days, and, and then that's what gave it, it to someone, this is yeah. what you're going to be drinking. And um, you say you you have no experience with dour, when you know all that. There you go, I know. Uh, sometimes sometimes it happens. I mean, you get non-carbonated uh, dour, and it kind of like gets carbonated. Oh, we've got some other ones in the fridge. The, uh, oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Remind me, remind me. So let's go to whatever this one. Wait, we didn't give our ratings. Oh, yes, yes, of course. So, Duke Kuhpaye. Kuhpaye. I would say that this one hmm, is a little bit voxel coarser. For me, three. The worst one so far. Really? Oh, yeah. oh okay. I thought number two was pretty bad, but then. Anyway. 
Moving on. Which one was this? Uh, that was Kupa. The Kupa. No, the next one. Uh, the next one now is is going to be. Duke Sonatier. Ziarat, another product of Pega. Okay, Pega again. I think they like their sachets. Yeah. Pega uh, have these herbed sachets that you mix or supposed to mix. Mint and oregano. Well, at least you're learning. You're not spilling anymore. Yeah. I'm doing this like I'm having shots here, but it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the first time oh God, no. anyone is ever doing such a thing. Farid is not pulling a nice face at the no, moment. He's no, not no, enjoying it. Yeah, so huh. did we say the name? Did we say the name? Which one was this? This was Durasonatia Ziarat by Pega. So traditional Dur by Pega. Ziarat is an area up north in Mazandaran. No, sorry, uh, in Golestan province, I think to the south of Gorgan. Wow, that is the most Mahali, non-Mahali uh, <laughs> one I've had. This is tastes like it's come fresh from, from the teat. <laughs> not in a good yeah. way. I this is very <clears throat> worryingly natural. <laughs> for me. It, it, it smells as well. Yeah, it's Unfortunately, a the guys can't smell like we can, but it, or, it does smell fortune. like it's just come out of someone's... Do you mind if I do? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a two for me. Really? That's the worst one. Oh god, when am I gonna say this one? This one is for me Horseshoe? Asphalt. Asphalt. Mm. Okay. Pretty close. Horseshoe. Right. I prefer your one. <laughs> Another Pega. Bloody uh, hell. So we are not we're gonna have this one's cafe, so it's different. We, we that's a Pega as well, right? That's a Pega as well, but it's oh, this uh is the gassy one. So let me get the one from the fridge. Oh, that one. Uh, That's actually pretty good. I've had that one. And uh, what the guys are talking about is uh, the classic Duke Abali. Yeah, this is like super old school. I think what yeah, they must been have done for... back in the day is they're the sort of ones where they put them in a bottle that you give the bottle back and probably got money yeah. for them yeah. as well. No, actually, you would get your money back. There you go. So I love the design on this. It's so old school. Yeah, don't shake it too much. Oh, is it gassy? Could be. Yet. But if you open it, yeah, it do is you, gassy. Do you have a bottle opener on your You might want to do it over the sink, though. So, how's this one? Oh my god, it's gassy. It's gassy. But it's not that bad. But it's gassy, but tasty. Yeah, actually. I take that back. I said I hated the gassy ones. This isn't too bad. This is better than the ones without gas. Yeah. Hmm. So from zero to ten, what's the rating? Well, it's the first one I finished, so for me okay. that's a, an eight. That's an eight. For me, it's Tesla. Sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So um, we have we have two extras here. Although we had one with dinner, kind of, and it's a gassy one. Which one? The the big red. We should try the Pega one again. Because we've had this is the third one from Pega. Yep, uh, and we haven't tried. You haven't tried that on the mic, I guess. This no. one is Pega Gol Paigan. Shot glasses. <laughs> These are paper shot glasses. Yeah, and red roses are printed all over them, around them. So which so this one we're saying yeah this one. Not this one. That's the gas one. Yeah. We, we we're we're going to try the, other, the, the Pega one. Okay. Oh, th this Pega one is kefir. Kefir is not actually uh, a yogurt mix. So the, the process of making it is different. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure I want to try this now. Nilufar, for the record, hasn't even tasted it yet, and she said it's not good. So this is the last of the non-carbonated ones. So, yeah, this is slightly different. Yeah, kefir. which is that's not really dupe. Uh, it is another... Oh, God, that's got to spill again. Okay. Sorry, that's not for me. <laughs> David? Okay. That smells like um, someone, a baby's, like, vomit. <laughs> you know what it tastes like? You know, though, like... Baby's vomit? <laughs> you tasted it? Do you know Pofaki Yummy? Oh, oh. yeah. You know the fishy ones? Yes. Ugh. It tastes like the Pofak fishy... That's really bad. <laughs> it's it's oh, weird. It tastes like sort smell of... Smell that. Honestly, but you have to taste it. It's worse. It's it's really weird. It's why, Pofak. Why do people drink that? That's why they give you, like, sachets of herbs. Beef. 
Yeah. Okay. To, to disguise. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Right. Okay. Nobody liked it. We, apparently, we've gotten through that. Unless you want to do that last one with the gas. Did you? I think since we tried one already with gas, yes. we should try this one as well. So this one was called which one? This one is Pegah Gol Paygan. So the packaging looks like it's a. Uh, uh, Washing machine detergent. <laughs> With bubbles. Does it taste the same, Fatty? Does it taste like washing machine um, It's not for me. Yeah, that's... It's sort of less flavor than the other gassy one, but it's, it's just... More gassy than flavor. Yeah. Hmm. It's kind of very watery, no? Yeah. Should have And it's more like fermented type gas rather than carbonated. I don't mm. know. Okay. Might be good for Fatty washing d- clothes with it. <laughs> Let's do this. Never know. I have my winner. I have my winner. Go for it. It's the Kale. The first one, number uh, seven? Seven. Seven. Kale seven and for the non-carbonated. The gassy the, ones. The yeah. gassy one was... which Abedi. Abedi. Yeah. That's annoying because that's exactly how I put it as well. Yeah. And... Uh, a couple were not too bad, but for the most part, not that impressed. Yeah, me neither. I so mean, I, I, I didn't drink too, but I smelled some of them, bit. some of it, coughed. So, I think we can safely say, try it, but don't be, don't have too many high expectations. Yeah, we should probably actually also say, if you go to a traditional restaurant in Iran, you're more than likely going to have something that they're going to make themselves and it's going to have all manner of herbs in it and it's going to be, be quite a lot better yeah and so ask for the local do yeah mean, actually that's a, a exactly i wouldn't buy uh, this ready-made stuff actually people do that don't, don't they when they yes, travel they do. from tehran up to the north they bring like gallons they, yes. they, they bring gallons of do with on them on the journey they pick up small towns and villages yes where they make them fresh and tasty so for those not familiar with Dur, we should probably also add that Dur is considered a drink that you would have and you'd fall asleep after drinking. Instantly. I attested that. that? Right? Yeah. How are you feeling? Exactly. Are you feeling sleepy? Uh, not really, because I didn't have much. The, the <laughs> smell <laughs> was too much to, to take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if you don't want to fall asleep right after uh, your food, have some coffee with your Dur. I mean, either put or coffee in your Dur or put Dur in your coffee. I think that should be our next challenge. People Dug try Dur with coffee. Yeah, should we, should absolutely. Should we do it now? No. Absolutely. <laughs> with hot sauce. I can make it now. With hot sauce. Okay. So Dur and coffee and hot sauce. And ketchup. With, with tadi, Definitely. Tadi, I mean, tadi, of course. course. I mean, what do you think we're going to do? This is Iran. Ketchup goes yeah. with everything. Yes. All right, then. So that concludes our terrible Dur test. <laughs> uh, we are very... Like, Nilofar, who wasn't, who doesn't have a mic <laughs> next to her, is the only person qualified to actually have a comment on all of this, and we haven't given her a microphone. Instead, you're getting our sort of uh, uneducated view of things. So, as for the history of Dur, why we drink it, and what it's made of, we couldn't tell you, and we're not going to no. let Nilofar tell you either. She probably knows. Mm. Can, you, can you tell us? No? Why do we drink Dur? Nilufa doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a thing Iranians do, and we don't know why we do it. We just drink it. Yeah. It is a traditional drink. But, traditional drink. but I, I must, I must say, like you said, I think it's a lot better for you to try the fresh, uh, homemade do in yeah. the restaurants that they serve, rather mm. than this mm. uh, pre-packed, pre-made. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I'm feeling a bit sick now. If yeah. I'm honest with you. Yeah, that's why I, I said I'm not joining again because I would know exactly what will happen to me. Yes. Uh, so, Farid, thank you ever so much for joining us today. It's been very insightful. I've learned a lot about influencing in Iran and uh, also a lot about food and your various restaurant endeavors. So, uh, wow, I'm quite impressed. Well done for all the all the great work you're doing, introducing Iranian food to foreigners and vice versa. My pleasure. It's It's been great uh, having this time with you guys and, and I hope the the listeners out there will... Uh, have a different perspective and view of uh, Iran and the Iranian food culture. And all I would say is that uh, you need to try Iranian food. Um, mm-hmm. It's very diverse. And we have a lot of, lot of good food. Yeah. And uh, Fadid, help our audience out here. If they're not already following you, where can they go? Come to Tehran.taster. Um, and then you can follow me there and you can go through my adventure of the, the food scene in Iran. Yeah. And uh, don't make that mistake like we did. He doesn't actually taste Tehran. <laughs> he tastes 
I was food shocked, in man, Tehran. I was really expecting to know the taste of the bazaar. Like, yeah, <laughs> how bazaar tastes like. I wanted to know what Tadrish tastes I mean, like. I have tasted shush. No, someone <laughs> <laughs> smacked you to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are going to feature all of the dukhs that we spoke about today on our website. Where can they go for that, Mohammed? Go to askaniranian.com. And uh, of course, as always, if anyone. Look for us on the social media Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Also, you can go on YouTube, but... Not TikTok. Not TikTok. Not TikTok. We're never getting on TikTok. Yes. So thank you once again, Farid. My pleasure. We hope to have you back again sometime soon. And we'll test something. Lavo Shack next time, no? Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> that basically means no in... It's a nice way of the saying Middle no. East. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's never going to happen. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks once again. And thank you, Nilifa, for joining us and helping out. She says you're welcome. Uh, okay, guys, take care. Thank you. Khadafis. Ciao. Hold up this.